Well, I know you're not very used to hearing me at the front, at least not during this part of the service. But I'm here today, and uh, I've got a great passage for us to look at, John chapter 10. It's a really great passage. So, um, so do follow it along um, as we look at it together. I wonder whether you ever use the word silly, whether you use it very often. Um, and I wonder whether you ever use it in relation to people. Well, I have a really bad habit. I hope it's a habit that doesn't happen so often now. Um, but my wife regularly put me right, as I called our children silly. And worse still, I called my wife silly. Pretty silly of me as they're all much cleverer than me. But if there was one creature that we have a tendency to describe as silly, what would it be? Silly sheep. Yeah. Not sure that it's true. We'll think about that a little bit more. Certainly, these sheep might not be so silly. couldn't help myself but do a bit of a Google search on silly sheep. And uh, I also looked at clever sheep. And the only clever sheep I could think of would be sheep that are sort of circus sheep. Has anybody ever seen sheep in a circus? I'm personally not. Um, And I did a a Google search and uh, it kept coming up with Timmy and the big top. But actually finding clever sheep, other than these sheep that aren't real, was a pretty hard thing to find. There were a couple in Australia that uh, had tried to train some sheep, but they didn't look that clever to me. Anyway, now I need you to know that whatever you think of sheep, whether you think about them as silly or clever, you need to be like one. You need to be like a sheep. So the question is, are you like a sheep that follows the shepherd? That's the question that we're looking at this morning as we look at John 10. Let's uh, let's, uh, keep moving on. In our passage today, uh, we're going to see Jesus talking about Pharisees. Um, For those of you that struggle to remember what Pharisees are, the way I always remember it is far I see. There was a number of religious leaders, but two that we hear about quite a bit in the Bible. The Pharisees, the far I sees, that means they believed in the resurrection. And the Sadducees, they were sad, you see, because they didn't believe in the resurrection. 
So we're going to hear about the Pharisees um, in a language that says quite a lot about them. We're going to hear, of course, about Jesus. We're going to hear about God the Father, about Jewish believers, and about Gentile believers. And in this passage, um, we're treated to two statements that Jesus made called the I Ams. So in John's Gospel, there's seven I Ams altogether. Um, We've covered off two of them so far. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. And today, we're going to look at I am the gate and I am the good shepherd. And still to come, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the vine. It's great, John's Gospel. Simple statements, but powerful statements. And each time Jesus makes these statements, we learn something more about him. So let's learn some more about him, I trust. It's worth remembering that uh, before in John's Gospel, um, we see the Pharisees as bad shepherds. They tried to stone Jesus. They interrogated the blind man and his parents. And they rejected Jesus as a healer. And today we're looking at a passage in the New International Version of the Bible that's entitled The Good Shepherd. So quite a contrast to what we've seen before as we particularly look at the Pharisees. So, the passage. Starting at verse 1. Very truly, I tell you, the Tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. And that's what Jesus is doing now, even though they don't see it. He's immediately he's speaking to the Pharisees and he's talking about them. He describes them as thieves and robbers. Not a good start if they realised he was talking about them. How would you like to be called a thief or a robber? Perhaps you have been. See, the Pharisees have no rights to be in the sheepfold at all. And they can't enter the sheepfold like the shepherd does. They enter by stealth. They're underhand. They come to steal the sheep. They come to lead people away from the truth. And that's what happens in life. People come and they lead men and women and boys and girls away from the truth. Unfortunately, these thieves and robbers are still attractive to some of the sheep. And we can see that in verse 3, is when the true shepherd calls the sheep out, they follow. But it actually infers that not not all of the sheep followed. In verse 2 we read, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. And it's the true shepherd that doesn't enter via stealthy means, doesn't get over the wall, doesn't climb the fence, doesn't come to steal, 
but the true shepherd is the one that enters by the gates. And we see a real contrast between the religious leaders and Jesus. Jesus is very straightforward. He's actually very straightforward. Entering through the gate. There's no stealth, no force. He simply comes and calls his sheep. And the gatekeeper that has prepared the way for Jesus to come is God the Father. Verse 3. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. Well, there may be many traits of sheep that lead us to call them silly sheep, but sheep are intelligent animals with great memories. Research has shown that sheep recognise up to 50 other sheep faces and remember them for two years. Didn't know that. If only I did. They're able to recognise human faces. Other studies have shown that sheep can remember how to navigate complex mazes. And do you know what? Yes, sheep really do know the voice of the shepherd and follow him. See? not so silly because the serious point is do you hear Jesus' voice is he calling you are you following him verse 3 goes on to say and the sheep listen to his voice he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out have you heard the voice of Jesus do you hear him perhaps not surprisingly I've been asking myself that question this week because this isn't a one-off. This is, do you hear the voice of Jesus? Are you following him right now? I look back and I think, well, God's been very kind to me. I remember times when people um, took me to Christian events when I started university. And I went along willingly. 
And I'm sure God was speaking to me, but I was rejecting him. And it wasn't until I was 21 that I heard and responded to the voice of Jesus. I saw amazing things in other people's lives, things that made them different, and I wanted that too. I wanted to know Jesus um, in my life. And then I look through the years and think, am I hearing the voice of God? And I think at times, it's very quiet. That won't be God. That's because I'm trying to go a different way. But there are so many times when he's intervened in different ways. And of course, I would say, as many of you would, he speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through the Bible. So we read it for ourselves. That's why it's so good to read it at least once, twice, multiple times a day. The more we look at God's word, the more we hear his voice. But as people speak to us from the front as we hear teaching, then we know and we can testify in this room, many of you, to God speaking to you in that moment, there and then. How I pray that we would all have ears to listen, maybe for the very first time today, hearing the voice of Jesus, but for each of us to hear the voice again, and again, and again, but not only to hear it, but to respond to it, and to follow. In verse 4 it says, when he had brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. The sheep know his voice. We saw that of the shepherd um, on the video. Why do they follow? Because they know that the shepherd cares for them. They find safety and security in the shepherd. And we learn through listening to God that he is the very best in store for us. Notice that the shepherd leads the sheep out. Jesus doesn't leave his people within the protection of the church, just amongst Christians in this building day by day. Jesus leads us out, those that know and love him, into the world where, that, where the danger lies. But he's with us. He's with you and with me in the things that we do day by day. The psalmist says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Verse 5. But they'll never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. The sheep always seem to run away when I approach them. Have you done that? You've been... To the edge of a field, well, I'm afraid I'm definitely one of those people. You go to the edge of a field and they all sort of disappear in a different direction or ignore me completely. In the context of the passage, the strangers of the Pharisees, the thieves and the robbers, leading the people astray with their false teaching and their own laws. So we too, we have to be on our guard, even as you hear me now. When we hear the word of the Lord being taught, we need to be on our guard and ensure that we're not receiving false teaching. 
because others will teach a different way. Not the way our Lord wants us to tread. We need to follow him and no one else. We need to be checking our Bible and seeing what it says. And we need to ensure that we're following Christ. No man. Well, despite all this teaching of Jesus, the Pharisees, we learn in God's word, still had no idea that he was talking about them. Um, Jesus used this figure of speech, he says in verse 6, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was talking to them about. So Jesus continues, Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. So here it is, the first I am in our passage today. I am the gate for the sheep. And as with all these declarations of Jesus, we need to pay attention. There are no shortcuts to being a child of God. Jesus is the gate, and it's only through him that we can come to God. We may think we can come to God, have eternal life through other ways, but Jesus is the gate. And we can only enter the sheepfold, the church, through Jesus. There's no other way. Others might come to convince us of other ways by keeping a set of rules, by doing good. But only through Jesus do we enter into an everlasting relationship with our God. It often seems to me that in our culture today, the biggest single problem that we have is that we think we are good enough good enough to have a relationship with God but being good brings no relationship with God you can be the best of the best but it's not about being good it's not about what we've done what we're going to do what we will do but actually it's about humbly becoming before the Lord Jesus, recognising that he's died for us and laying, to lay down our life for us. We look at others, we believe we're better. We do good things on balance. How could God reject us? It's not about doing good. So notice that God's people his sheep do not listen to the voice of others. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. So who's the voice you're listening to? Whose voice will you be listening to later today and on Monday and Tuesday and throughout the week? Whose voice? I am the gate. Whoever enters me, through me will be saved. Isn't it brilliant that when we come to Jesus, we will be saved? Our salvation is complete in Jesus and it endures as we follow him by listening to his voice. Jesus leads us, gathering us together in folds. Church. Churches across the land. And it's him that provides safety and security. Verse 9 says, they'll come in and go out and find pasture. He speaks and gathers his people together that he might lead us out. But in contrast, others come and if they listen to them, 
It'll lead them to destruction. For those that don't respond to the voice of Jesus, it will mean hell. Verse 10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, and I have come that you and me have life and have it to the full. This is clear. But listening to other voices other than God's has serious consequences that are eternal. But responding to his voice brings life in all its fullness. Jesus isn't promising an easy life here on earth now. He's promising that life with him will be the best of all and it's forever and ever. Well, we come now to our second I am in the passage. Verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. And Jesus tells us what a good what is a good shepherd? See, unlike shepherds we might see today, probably even like the one in the video, the Middle Eastern shepherds of Jesus' day were people that put their lives on the line. They put their lives on the line for the sheep, not for a man, not for a woman, not for children, but they put their lives on the line for sheep. It's a dangerous life. Shepherds would fight off the wild animals, we know that because there's passages in the Bible that tell us if that was just what it was like. And whilst the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, that's us, sheep, men, the hired hands cares far more for themselves. And therefore, when wild animals come, they run away. The good shepherd lays down his life for sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when the wolf comes, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and searches it. The man runs away because he is the hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. And in Deuteronomy 31 verse 8 we see, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. So do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Because our shepherd is a good shepherd. He's not a hired hand that runs away. But he is with you in the most difficult and challenging circumstances of your life. And he is there for you. And he is there for us in our sin. So had the Pharisees understood what Jesus was saying, then this next part is probably the bit that they would have least liked. But it's great news for the rest of us. So verse 16, I have other sheep that are not of this pen. I must bring them also. Well, who are these other sheep? Well, you know and love the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're not a Jew like me then it's me, other sheep. The Lord Jesus loves not just the Jewish people, but the Gentiles as well. The Pharisees would definitely not have liked that. Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees. He is a Jew. He's ministering largely to Jewish nations. But he says he has other sheep, other believers, that's great, great news for us. Because we're included in to the family of God in Jesus Christ. 
goes on to say they too will listen to my voice. So church, are you listening? Are you listening to his voice? Because Jesus says they will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Across the churches of the land, across the churches of the world, there's one shepherd, our saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who really cares for the sheep, even laying down his life for them. And that he is the shepherd of not only the Jews, but is the shepherd of the Gentiles too. That's us. Verse 17. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. You're reminded by Paul in Acts 2.23. This man, that's Jesus, was handed over to you, that's the Jews, by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. The father knew that Jesus would lay down his life. Gloriously, he knew he would take it up again as well. We've already thought about that as we shared in the Lord's Supper today. Verse 18 says, No one takes it from me, that's life, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I receive from my Father. Jesus does everything that has been laid down for him to do by God the Father. A demonstration of the Father knowing Jesus. He'd do everything, even giving his life, and also rising again. There's no one like Jesus. He's my good shepherd. We know that he is that shepherd because we know that he laid down his life. Died on the cross for our sin. He took it up again, rose again to display his glory and to demonstrate his victory. <clears throat> over sin and death. So, what kind of sheep are you? Are you a sheep that will follow Jesus today? Do you hear his voice today? Are you going to go on listening to his voice? Staying within the reach of the shepherd's crook? Are you living such that if wild animals come, then he's close by to protect you. So whatever the world might throw at you today, tomorrow, in the future, are you within Jesus' safe and secure hands? If you know nothing of the shepherd, then remember that Jesus is the gate. Come to him today. That gate is there. That voice is calling Hear his voice and follow. The passage concludes that Jews who heard these words were again divided. Many of them said he is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Please, respond to Jesus today. Make this day a day when you hear his voice and follow him. Let's pray.
Lord, we thank you that we have a good shepherd in Jesus Christ. Lord, that we might all hear your voice. Give us ears to listen to you, to hear your call, to respond now and in the days ahead. May we not stray from being in the safe and secure hands of our Lord. Help us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we'll conclude our time together as the musicians come and uh, lead us in our last song together. How sweet the name is that of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hear that name. Sing that name. Be drawn to that name. Respond to it. Live for him.